Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s, your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name's Chris. And my name's Connor. This week we're doing January 22nd through 28th, 1991. Uh, we're just going to hop right into it with January 22nd. This is an article from the LA Times titled simply, The Saddam Witch. The Staggering Ox Restaurant in Helena, Montana, renamed this popular menu item the Up Opec Sandwich, a concoction of meat, feta, and jack cheese, onions, green peppers, and a bunch of delicious sound and crap. This was originally called the Slam Dam Sedam. Holy <laughs> shit. So we looked it up. I had to look up this restaurant. It's still open in 2016. And they've still got some mildly offensive menu items today, such as the Three Mile Island, the Mount St. Helens, Yo Mama Osama, Chernobyl Meltdown, and the ISIS Crisis. All of these are apparently trademarked. Oh, Connor, you're going to dig this. They have a fax order form on their website. That is unnecessary, unbelievable, unrequired. Yeah, why do they need that? Have an email form. Send it to an email. It says on the top of the form, you have to call them to verify oh the order. Oh my god, so why even fax? You're calling in the order anyway. Well, it's like if you've got a big office order and you're ordering like 10 things, I get it's easier to have it written down. Uh, other than that, their food looks great. Alright, January 23rd. Speaking of food. The Princeton Eating Club loses bid to continue ban on women. The Supreme Court refused Tuesday to let the only remaining all-male eating club at Princeton University continue excluding women as members. Two questions. One, what is an eating club? Two, how do I reply? Two, B, what are the requirements to become a member? I don't know. I want to find out. Maybe we'll start our own eating club. Uh, Maybe. January 24th, Delta loss sets record. Delta Airlines Incorporated said today that it had lost $207.8 million in the fourth quarter of 1990. Boo-hoo. Sorry, Delta. That was harsh. Sorry for your loss, Delta. January 25th. Pepsi punts on calling contest for Super Bowl. So right before the Super Bowl, Pepsi announced a contest where residents of the United States could call into a toll-free number and they were to get one free coupon for a two-liter bottle of Diet Pepsi. It was a big promo pushing it. Three lucky callers were supposed to have won a million dollars each. Like, people were excited. This was a big deal. Also, it was canceled because the FCC was worried about burdening phone networks in case of, you know emergencies, last-minute pizza orders, that sort of thing, probably. There was also a war going on. And that, too. Uh, Operation Desert Storm just started. We're going to get into that. January 26th. Uh, this is about sports. Connor, I'm not going to even try. <laughs> this one's called a hell of a feat for Brett. So Brett Hull scored his 49th goal late in the second period against Tim Shelday and then scored number 50 at 130 of the third period against Shelday's replacement, Dave Gagnon, who was making his NHL debut. Poor sucker. What's important about this, though, is that you might not be a hockey fan, but if you grew up in the 90s, you knew Brett Hull because you either had a GT Snow Racer or hated the kid down the street who did because you didn't. And Brett Hull was the face of the brand. There were those posters. Do you I had the post. Those? I had the poster. Yes. Did you watch hockey? Uh, once in a while. But it didn't matter. Yeah, I had the Brett Hull poster. I had the GT Snow Racer. Yeah, you did. Oh, I miss that thing. January 27th is Super Bowl Sunday. We have a lot to say about Super Bowl Sunday this week, so we're just going to come back to that and skip right to January 28th. January 28th, the cover story for People magazine is titled Americans Go to War. Operation Desert Storm commenced as the White House Press Secretary Martin Fitzwater declared the liberation of Kuwait has begun. This is a very strangely familiar time for America. The country's going to war, terrorism is a concern, 
the Super Bowl is about to happen. Does any of this sound familiar to you? Vaguely. You know what? We're going to cheer things up a little bit. We're going to talk about movies and music before we get back to the Super Bowl and the War on Terror. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number one is Home Alone. Oh, one of the greatest movies of all time. It is so good. It's Die Hard for Kids and We Were Kids. So I love this movie. Uh, Joe Pesci just trying not to swear is hilarious. Also, Macaulay Culkin was actually the most adorable child of all time. What happened, Macaulay? What happened? Number two on the list is Awakenings. I haven't seen it, but I do know that it stars Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. Sure does. Number three is White Fang. Number four is Kindergarten Cop. Oh, one of Arnie's more quotable movies. It's not Duma. That was pretty bad. I, I, I have to do an Arnold impression now. I, I need to well, I need to embarrass myself. Okay. It's not a tumor. Oh, ours, ours both had certain aspects of Arnold, but generally missed the mark. Oh, it's such a good movie. Number five, we've got Dances with Wolves. And moving down the list, okay, Edward Scissorhands at 11. Oh, The Godfather Part 3, everyone's favorite at 12. Aside from that, there's not a heck of a lot going on. Yeah. There. Oh, Look Who's Talking To is there. Uh, that really just finishes off the yeah. list. Yeah, that's that's pooched. Now, uh, music. Also not a great week. Oh. Yeah. Number one, The First Time by Surface. I, I don't remember this song. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, Love Will Never Do Without You by Janet Jackson. This sounds vaguely familiar, but this is clearly not one of her. It's not. It's hits. not one of her best. There's a few that I really like. This one, she didn't. She didn't have it yet. Okay, number three. Maybe, maybe you're familiar with this. Maybe not. CNC Music Factory. The song's called "Gonna Make You Sweat." This Let didn't just... ring a bell at first. I had no idea what this song was, but this we're gonna is... play a couple seconds. Yeah, here you go. That's fucking right. You know what that is. And now you know the name of it because I had no clue what this was. Uh, we almost like, passed it over. It sounds like grade six much music video dances. It just reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons with the uh, with the steel mill when they think Bart's gay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> At number six, we've got Justify My Love by Madonna. I love Madonna. This is one of her worst songs. I couldn't get through it. You should tell people about your Madonna theory. All right, I'll get into this Madonna theory. It's without question that the 80s were Madonna's best decade. Prime time. Yeah. But I have a theory that every other decade, Madonna is great. Every odd number decade, not so much. If you look at the 80s, you've got every good song. You've got Material Girl. You've got... Like a Virgin. Like a Virgin, Like a Prayer. 1990s, not so hot. You've got this, Justify My Love. You've got Vogue. Vogue's okay. Madonna then, wasn't as impressive. Yeah, right? Madonna wasn't as impressive. Then the 2000s. She's Ooh. got some good stuff in the 2000s like hung up and four minutes with justin timberlake those are great songs and those are all in the 2000s and if you've listened to madonna in the last couple years it's not that great her latest album has a song with Nicki minaj and m.i.a they're pretty much carrying that song madonna's parts are mediocre at best so this isn't really hating on madonna per se i have very high expectations for you in four years go on vacation madonna you got some time yeah you got some time work on some stuff 2020 2021 something great it's gonna drop all right 
right, moving into our 90s spotlight, we are going to take a look at Super Bowl XXV, Super Bowl 25. This was a big one, not just because I'm a Bills fan, not just because I'm sad about it. So the Buffalo Bills, this was their first Super Bowl appearance against the New York Giants. It was their second. You may remember this Super Bowl. Some, some stuff happened, mostly focusing on Scott Norwood's shanking a last second field goal to the right, disappointing Bills fans everywhere. The Bills would go on to three more consecutive Super Bowl appearances. That's right, four consecutive Super Bowl appearances for the Buffalo Bills. No other NFL team in history has done it, and the Bills couldn't win a single one. And I want to talk about it beyond that. <laughs> What's going oh, man. So Whitney Houston sang the Star Spangled Banner. Biggest thing. Oh, my God. This halftime show it's was... It's crazy. It's insane. This is the most uncomfortably patriotic thing. Like, you've got Whitney singing the national anthem. This is a big deal. America is going to war. Everyone watches the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if you like sports. Maybe you're watching for the commercials. Maybe you're watching for the halftime show. People are tuned in. And boy, oh boy, did America take the reins. So this halftime show was produced by Disney. They called it a small world salute to 25 years of the Super Bowl. There were over 35 different kids from different ethnic backgrounds. It opens with some kid boasting an all-kid cast in an announcer costume. Uh, they get some to some depressing things where a bunch of girls and Minnie Mouse are singing about how you have to be a football hero to get along with the beautiful girls. That's a direct quote. That's depressing. It's so depressing. Some eight-year-old then goes on to sing The Wind Beneath My Wings. Of course, this is dedicated to the U.S. Army. There's, like, footage of just fading in and out between the kids singing and forces being deployed. There's a special message from President Bush and Miss Bush about, you know, Desert Storm. It ends with a quote, God bless all the freedom-loving people around the world. Which is actually pretty much most most everyone. Yeah, I don't. Everyone think people, loves freedom. Yeah, Canada gets a little representation in there. There's uh, right a in the yellow, middle of the small world dance. A yellow bear with a red shirt you might recognize from, as being from Winnipeg, dressed like a Mountie, being led by kids. Shortly thereafter, it gets weird. The uh, the kids transition to We Are the World uh, from It's a Small World for a little bit. Then there's some silence. Everyone kind of like there's some calm explosion new kids on the block come Whoa, out step, step by, by step. step so this is pretty great the children are excited everyone's happy this is probably the least weird part of it because there's going to be there's going to be a popular band at the super bowl then they get down at one point they sort of tone things down and start singing a softer song a bunch of kids come down and sit on their laps except for one of them. Now, the video I watched for this is super low resolution and someone's filming it with a camera phone on their TV. Yeah. Everyone, the kid's sitting on their lap, except one person. I think it's Donnie. Which I makes, can't tell for sure. I mean, that makes some sense. That though. makes the most sense. So the whole shebang ends with Mickey Mouse thanking America's armed forces around the world. It, it's yeah. just weird. It's, it's just, a very peculiar thing to watch. Yeah, hearing Mickey Mouse in his Mickey Mouse voice saying, and thanks to all our armed forces everywhere, is unsettling. I think unsettling is the word that I want to use to describe the overall feel of this halftime show. And I don't, I don't think this would happen today. I don't think you could get Disney to do this today. Just the uber patriotism or what? The uber patriotism, the whole war thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just very peculiar to see all of this happening at the Super Bowl, which we know as just 
kind of like this electric entertainment. Mm. You've got at football. It's a good time. Football, big name performers, that sort of thing. This was just a far cry from what we know a halftime show to be today. But the ads... after the minute of New Kids on the Block. Yeah, New Kids on the Block. The ads, though. The ads were everything you know today and more. Oh, my God. With such a 90s feel to it. I miss those 90s commercials. The power stick deodorant one showed, like, lightning and race cars. And, like, it was showing, like, the power of their brand versus the leading competitor. This is another uncomfortable ad. It was that Ford ad. Oh, yeah. There's an omnipresent narrator voice that essentially coerces a young woman into buying this Ford. She goes in saying, oh, I'm just looking. And then through boasting about the AM FM stereo, stereo. Yeah. and the, the seats and how it's $1,000 cheaper. Than a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> They're just She's just like, smack. wow, I need this car. Check one out at your local tri-state Ford dealership. Good stuff. Oh my god. The Pizza Hut ad though. So Pizza Hut are advertising the new delivery service. People are erasing Domino's off a chalkboard. They're taking down Domino's number. Basically crapping all over the brand. How did they get away with this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the legal precedent behind this kind of stuff, but they did it. And it was correct because Pizza Hut is superior to Domino's in every way. Yeah, I like Do- I do like Domino's, but I mean Pizza Hut's in a league of its own. And on that note, on that corporate note, we move on to our sponsorship segment. As some of you may know, as all of you should know, uh, we don't actually have any sponsors. But in light of maybe one day having some, we've created a fictitious sponsor for you. We want to practice. We want to practice being sellouts. Today's sponsor is a 90s favorite, incandescent light bulbs. Oh, you remember their warm glow? How that filled our lives with love? I miss incandescent light bulbs. I actually had to pick some up the other day. Like, I prefer the yellow lighting. It's hard to replicate in new lights just yet, I find. It's tough to find incandescents anymore. I don't know if stores are just selling them less, like winding down, or if people are stocking them away in basements for the next 40 or 50 years. Will they even last that long? That's neither here nor there. Hey, you know what? Buy some incandescent light bulbs and find out. Don't even use them. Put them in your basement. Give them to your grandchildren. Be like, hey guys, this is how we did lighting in my day. Thanks, Incandescent Light Bulbs, for your sponsorship. I actually, there's something that I miss about changing a light bulb every two and a half weeks. You know, you get acquainted with the sockets and everything. We love you, Incandescent Lights. We love your warmth. I miss you. Uh, with that, I think we are just about done this episode of the podcast. We're going to drop some of our uh, social media stuff. So again, you can find us on our website, stuckinthe90spodcast.com. That's got all our social media links, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We also have our email address. Yeah, our email address is stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to the absolutely no one who sent us messages last week. That was great. We got some Facebook messages, though. We Thank did, you guys for we, that. We did actually get Facebook messages. Um, people started like suggesting bits for us to do and things for us to talk about, and that's definitely appreciated because obviously we didn't live through every single thing in the decade there were plenty of things that we you know wouldn't necessarily think to focus on so if there's something that you loved something that you'd like us to talk about let us know through one means or another oh also we're going to be working on some giveaways in the coming weeks we don't exactly know what yet but we want to thank the people who are listening to this and we obviously want to kind of try to grow the podcast we're going to try to give some shit away i have three words for you power rangers cards that's what i'm looking into So we're going to try to hook you guys up with some stuff in the coming weeks. Other than that, uh, yeah, hit us up if you have any questions. Like, subscribe us, and we'll catch you next week. See you then.